Welcome to episode number, what episode is this? Episode number seven. I act like I've got hundreds of episodes in the bank. Um, these are my favorite episodes to do. Um, I've had a lot, if you've been with us since the first episode, I've had a lot of my friends on that I kind of know their story, but you know, you got to start somewhere. And then there's been a few sprinkled in here and there where I have absolutely no idea who the person is at all. Um, and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast. And our next guest, never met him. Actually, I met him probably 30 seconds ago, uh, but literally know nothing about the guy. Um, and if you want to be on a future episode, bam, right there, shoot me an email. Uh, if you're just listening, the email address is sttf.weareverywhere at gmail.com. And our guest today is Pete McCone or Mac One, if that's what you want to call him. I known him for 30 seconds and found out the story to Mac One. Pete, what is up, man? No, what's up? So before we get into fish and before we get into who you are just as a person, um, we do have a mutual friend, Kyle Leonard. Kyle and Leonard. he was on episode two and he shot me a text the other day. He's the one that kind of he was the bridge to to you and oh. I meeting and doing this. And he shared um, a story which might not sound very climactic for a podcast, but it'll kind of give us a bridge into launching it off um, if, I'll, oh, if I can right. share it with you. All right. Um, so he so you you and Kyle met th through fish. Yeah. And he was telling me um, that he actually went he attended your wedding and <laughs> he was saying that while he was at your wedding, he the table that he was assigned to um was i guess a bunch of just your fish friends and, sure. he, and he was saying that um by the time that like your wife which up to this point he had never met um right. you know was giving her thanks for everyone coming out she's like thanks to the family over here you know helping put this together thanks to all our friends over here and he said then she pointed to the table where he and your other fish buddies <laughs> were sitting at and said, thank you so much to the fish table for coming out. Do you remember this at all? Totally, totally legit. Yeah, no, she uh, she has a lot of respect for the game. She's, uh, <laughs> is she, is she a, a non, fan as well? She, she's a non-fan. Well, so I, I, I say it's the same way every time. Everyone asks that. Oh, she goes to shows too? So she's not a fan, and she's been to like 14 shows. <laughs> So that'll that's when you know you know what i mean like that's when you know you gotta you gotta put a put a ring on it yeah <laughs> no, put a she, ring on it she's done yeah. 14 and would not call herself a fan so that's a, <laughs> that's a good uh that's a very understanding girlfriend fiance and now wife so yeah. yeah yeah and that's that's what you want too i mean because this thing that we're all so passionate about you know it's it could for some people be a deal breaker you know it's like yeah. oh i met this dude and he's obsessed with these four older guys and they yeah. just tour around and they <laughs> got all these shenanigans going on but that's awesome man yeah she's like oh i really always wanted to just spend halloween and new year's and uh <laughs> alone and fourth of july <laughs> you know like for years like she's like i haven't seen you on a fourth of july in years i'm like yeah but, yeah, yeah i'm, I'm yeah. doing this thing <laughs> you know, the alternative is you get someone that's in it you know and we are so passionate about it and so i am like someone who's so fearful of like 
if I actually was with someone that was as into it as I am, we are, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, we wouldn't get any, we'd be living in like a box right now, you know, just touring. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Making a living off selling grilled cheese in Sierra Nevada. Sure. <laughs> I mean, no, no shade to that. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Get but, it dude. 2010 yeah. for a year. Yeah. It's yeah. Like 18, 18 shows that year and a lot of t-shirts and grilled cheese for sure. Oh, so do you, and I see some, some artwork behind you. Um, or do you, do some art do you did you make your own t-shirts or oh well these are pollocks i just had to like slap them up in the back because i i haven't done anything when they're meant to be made into like these cubes and okay. should have like i should have framed them by now but i haven't oh, okay i can see now that it is a pollock yeah we signed them which was cool oh, wicked um, yeah it is cool but so i was just like i gotta get use out of these i better put them on my turn <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. no no not really man i had one idea for one shirt we threw it out there in 2010 I was I was working as a paraprofessional part-time uh, at an elementary school. Tech teacher was super cool. She's like, bring the shirts in. We printed them ourselves and then I sold them all uh on tour. Oh, all of them. Cool. Oh yeah. And we sold and we sold grilled cheese too. And I and I learned a you know really like root elementary level uh rule of selling on lot, which is like you can't use fish. And I put fish on my shirt. So at one point, like I got like approached by like the you know, the people they say are out there that you don't know are out there. These guys just come out of nowhere, like pull out the lanyards. They're like, get over here. And they're just like, give us all your t-shirts. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I lost them. A, a number of them. Anyway. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. More. Funny, your no. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because literally the first piece of fish merch that I bought ever uh, was in Miami. Oh, nine. And yeah. for night one coming out of the show, people, you know, and this isn't, official fish merch it's just people out there doing exactly what you were doing and it was yeah. nothing but a mat a white t-shirt massive fish logo and then the tour dates on the back and i bought it and then since it's just a white tee like i tie-dyed it it was like my first tie-dye project yeah. but i've always wondered that i was like yeah you weren't supposed cool. to be doing that because <laughs> trouble yeah yeah yep. but i got one got away with through, like the campgrounds at festivals you know all yeah. creepy they're not supposed to but yeah I got but it was, OG. Cool. It, was good, it was a good year, man. It was a good year. We uh, it was fun. Yeah, that's and that's kind of like the thing is like there's people that are going for all different things. You know, you got some people on lot just there to you know make money to get to the next show. You got yeah. people you know that are artists. You know that really want to be like, hey, like I made this T-shirt. You got people going just to party. You got people going for the music. It's just this so nice many, collective. When you're like really in that game and you do need to sell grilled cheese to get on to like the next joint, like you'd start doing stuff like we're watching, you know, we watched encores on this one stretch of the tour. We watched all the encores you would watch from the back. You know, you'd get to the back, watch the encore and be first out, you know, while the encore is finishing. So like, which is just different than, you know, other experiences at other times when you're not doing that and you're like, we sit there till forever and let everyone else leave or whatever. You know, there is there is just so many different experiences. Yeah. We did that uh, one show. I can't remember where it was. We might have done it at a couple. Same thing. We left during the right before the encore, got out, and we were just slinging waters because we got yeah. them from like Sam's Club or Costco or whatever, super cheap, and just like made enough money. Like they went like that so fast. We we're right outside the venue, you know, lugging the lugging the ice chest up and everything, and just boom, 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 done. Then we hit shakedown, spend it all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So much so, for that. So before we get into um, all of the other good fish stuff, um, we've never met. So tell me a little bit about, you know, 
who you are, you know, what you do, like wh where are you at right now? Where, where do you reside? Try to keep it. I'll try to keep it short for you. Uh, I live, <laughs> so like New England forever, right? Like New England born and bred. Born and bred. Uh, I was born in Massachusetts and I lived in Maine uh, for a while. Went to high school in Maine, went to college in New Hampshire. And then eventually I've just become like a New Hampshire transplant, you know, at this point. So now I've actually lived the longest in New Hampshire of any of the states in New England. So, but yeah, New England, New England, New England kid. Uh, and then uh, now New England, almost 40 something just uh, came up, lived in the mountains of New Hampshire for a long time. Uh, I lived in Oregon for a year, came back to that area. And so that's kind of always been home. A lot of snowboarding, um, went to Plymouth State University, which was college then. You know, so if this is the regular crowd watching, you guys are like, <laughs> in the state, I don't know what he's even talking about. I mean, New Hampshire is, dude. Like, that's, uh, you guys have, which I got to immediately, really quick, just while we're on New England, go back to Kyle's episode and you guys <laughs> talking about Worcester, dude, and the show that was out in Worcester. And he's yeah. like, and he's Watched like, yeah, it. where is it? Like, uh, uh, Worcester, Worcester, how do you say that? Worcester? And you go, you go. Yeah, that sounds right. And I'm just, <laughs> it's not, it was so wrong. It was amazing. I was laughing so hard. Dude, but anyway, we got so what? much flack for that from so many people. Like, I that mean, was the main takeaway from that episode. People were like, episode, yeah. dude, it's Wooster. And we we're like, well, why is there, like, it's, it looks like Worcester. I, like, actually, I don't know. I go, I go, it's Worcester, kid. It's, it's, it's Worcester. And Worcester. he's just like, and he goes, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, it's not like just, a joke on TV commercials. Like it's actually how we say it. That's but it. yeah, that was too good, dude. That was awesome. When you lean in, you go, that sounds right. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, like it's so, so wrong. And clip it. Yeah, so good. But I'll so anyway, anyway, yeah. So uh so New England, um, I've been in hospitality my whole life, like restaurants. I grew up like working yeah. in restaurants, you know, enjoying that flexibility of like making tons of money and going to fish and all that. Uh, eventually like kind of got more serious in that. And then now I'm a partner in um, what was two restaurants pre COVID now one restaurant. Uh, I was previously had like 55 employees. Uh, I think we're down to like, you know, 20, maybe uh, less than half of that. But, um, but one storefront is gone. Literally we kind of absor absorb them in, into one space and have a double sided menu. Right. So mm -hmm. the essence of the two exists, but obviously losing a storefront, we lost a lot of bodies, but, um, but yeah, so I run, I run a, what, one restaurant now and, uh, yeah, and I have, uh, you know, we have another, the next thing on the horizon. So hopefully, uh, hopefully soon we do the next, the next deal. And, and uh, yeah, just probably going to be sticking around this area in New Hampshire for a while. I'm in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, which is like 40 minutes uh, north, 40 to 40 to an hour north of uh, Boston, you know, okay. or real bad traffic, like two hours, but basically... Gotcha. All of Massachusetts comes up into New Hampshire and we have, so I went snowboarding today um, and I'm about 40 minutes to an hour and a half from, you know, probably 14 or 18 ski areas. Cool. Uh, but but wow. we're so, close to the ocean and close to the city, close to Boston and New York is like three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah. So, the, and you're in prime time, like, so I'm assuming uh, all of these East Coast runs, you're like, going 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 dude so you guys when kyle introed me in in episode two he goes he's like yeah so 
I guess it's, it's his buddy Pete, right? And he's like a New England kid, right? So he's like one of those fucking guys that just like won't fly for fish, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say that. Because he just goes to every show and it's all so close. And then he's like, I don't fly for fish. Yeah, and uh, and it's always been like that. He's always like, Dicks, come out to Dicks, come out to Dicks. And I'm like, dude, I don't fly for fish, you know? <laughs> and uh, that's always been kind of my jam, not necessarily because – it's like, you know, I'm serious, but at the same time we have access to so much. So, I mean, yeah, I've done runs that are just like, I mean, dude, I've done runs where we go like four in a row, five in a row. I go back and work three days and then hit the next three, you know, like it's all there. Um, So yeah, it's cool. I mean, Albany, uh, don't, you know, I haven't missed Albany shows. I haven't missed SPAC shows at all. Um, For the most part. I mean, I'm a, I'm about a hundred shows. Like I'm at nine. I think I'm at 90 shows. So, you know, uh, all that stuff is really accessible. So, yeah, we're, I'm right in the pocket, man. It's like, (laughs) you're at prime location. Pretty sweet. Yeah. So, perfect segue. Uh, You said you've been to almost 100 shows. Um, When and where was your first show? Yeah. First show was uh, 03. Was it? I went to it. So, no shit. right like i'm really close to so this is a kind of interesting one i'll try to be fast and like i'm always like thinking i'm just gonna keep talking try to be fast no Uh, that's the whole point of this man yeah (laughs) i was like all right i'm looking at everybody else's time so i'm like i gotta keep it like an hour i gotta keep it like an hour and uh so anyway um so when i was in uh eighth grade it was the summer before senior year actually um we are driving up to baxter state park which is this park like way up in the middle of nowhere in maine and um it's like the whole family but i'm like 14 right so i'm like mm-hmm. my family's so just lame dude i don't want to be with my family they're so like well it's the exact same weekend as uh lemon wheel in 98 and they're going up to loring and so if, if you know if i don't know if you know anything about maine but maine is like this huge state right and like the bot this right here is people and then this like this is like no one and then up on the border of Canada, there's more people, but the rest is like empty. And it's kind of how that's kind of how I'm in Michigan right now. And it's not maybe that extreme, but yeah, like the further north you go, you see less and less people unless yeah, they're like going up there to like nothing. vacation and stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's very wide open. There's uh so anyway, everyone's driving up, and the last stop was Bangor. So like the grocery store was flooded with fish fans, and then on drive up these cars and it's the 90s so like you still had like the old like station wagons with the wooden handle like kids were driving those kind of things still and so like i'm just like glued to the window like oh my god like you know i'm like this looks like woodstock i'm 14 like what am i doing with my stupid family and and i started the year in freshman year um there was a I, I, i took french and so it was the only class I would have been with seniors. And these two seniors are like, yo, did you go to that fish festival? Oh, it was so fun, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I got to do that someday. So fast forward to 20, uh, 2003, and it's it, and it's back at Loring. And I'm like 18, I think, or whatever. Old enough to go. Old enough to – I'm doing it. And I'm working yeah. in Bar Harbor, which is this huge main um, tourist destination. It's an island on the coast of Maine, beautiful town, like, but really like fun, like – 
bunch of hospitality kids go work for the summer kind of town. So I'm living there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to drive there. It's probably, you know, Maine's big. You, you guys, you know, you're in big state and all those, you guys, Midwest guys are used to big states, but yeah, it's like, you know, it's like a four and a half hour drive. And, uh, I'm like, I'm just going to send it in my Jetta. And I, and I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> up on like Saturday morning. Like I was like, I was there for just the two days, pretty much. I remember being really late on it. Like I saw no traffic, no one. I was like that late. Like I just rolled in. So I was parked in like the shittiest zone, obviously. And like, I had this concept that I was like, my friends and I, we were like, we'll, we'll just meet up. Well, like, if you remember old, like events like that, like, I don't know how many, you know, if you were going to concerts then in like the early 2000s, but like phones would just get all jammed up. Like they would just stop working. They still and, do. <laughs> yeah, and they still do, right? Yeah. And so, like, it wasn't even, like, a hope. Like, I got there. I was like, well, that's not a thing. And then they're like, we're in letter G. And you get to letter G, and it's just you're surrounded by, you know, 20,000 people. And I'm like, shit. So I basically, like, never really found my friends. I just kind of would run into random people. And then, like, I met up with this 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 chick that I had met uh, through a buddy who went to BC and she's like, are you Pete, Alex's friend? And we're like, what? And I hung out with them for like a whole night and like just really wild, like sort of like that feeling of like first fish show that you just will never get back. Yeah. Like on steroids. Like I was just naked when, as far as it comes to like preparedness. I had nothing, you know, I slept in my Jetta with like no, <laughs> no tent. <laughs> I had nothing. I had nothing. I just, like, drove up there and I was like, I'll see my friends. And I didn't see anyone. I just roamed around and had the most incredible. I remember, so I can't, dude, this is actually crazy. And I don't think anyone, I've ever told anyone this and I better not like try to find it and get into it. But I have this like journal. I, I basically like took notes afterwards in just like super shorthand. Like it would be like Derek and the shit truck, you know? And I'd be like, oh my God, that's right. That guy with this. <laughs> Right. And so I have these three pages of notes. They're insane. I talk about what I did each, each show. And so like one of the sets, like I actually spent the actual time the music was playing, just walking around Shakedown. I remember I found this like chili I bought on Shakedown and I just walked up and down and I could hear the music, but I was just like, and there was no one out there because everyone's at the show. So, yeah. Like, you know, not no one, you know, like it's a festival and it's fish. So there was, there was people, but Sure. It was just wild to think of what my perspective was then and how I can never have that again. You know, Does yeah. that make sense? I yeah, 100%. That I'm like, wow, like I'll never have that rawness again of just being like, what? And then I watched David Bowie. See you later, dude. Like that was it. It, it David Bowie. And this, oh, this is going to put me on another tangent, but this is what happens when I watch your thing because I've watched a few of these. I was your first viewer on episode five, I believe. Um, Thank you that's so much. View, so I was like, I'm in, let's do it. I know I must have just opened <laughs> YouTube or whatever at that time. But anyway, um, go listen to David Bowie from it. And then you always get into this with everyone. Everyone says this on your show. And then you all go like, man, we really got to listen. We got to have music on here. I can't believe we can't have music. Right. So I have a little hack and I would invite anyone to do this right now. If you're listening and watching, but I go and put like a uh, sound check jam on a mm -hmm. separate tab in my like browser and I put it on like super low and then I let the sound check jam play over your little podcast show thing. That's what I've been uh, doing. sick. Dude. Cause I there's wonder... like, you know, it's just really chill. And then I listen to you guys talk. And so then I'm getting my fish. Cause otherwise you watch this and then you go, man, I gotta go listen to fish. Like it makes you want to, every time you start talking about songs and shows and it makes you want to go listen to it. So, yeah. Yeah. And what's, what's awesome is, 
for just the the people listening, I can go in and this this might be something I do in some later episodes. Yeah. You can go in and add music like yeah. in between segments and stuff or even put it under um but for the for YouTube specifically if they pick up any right you know, copyright or anything they'll they'll flag it so maybe that'll be something i do for just the audio yeah but um yeah man uh david bowie changed my life that whole time that whole that whole that whole time changed my life you know i was just like wow like um a lot of it what was really cool to me about it and became sort of this like benchmark that i i feel like for a long time kept me locked in the skewed perception of fish which was that during it, they, they it was very long. I don't know if you have a lot of experience listening to it, but everything's long. Like 46 days was like 48 minutes. And, and chopped up torture is dark. like 34 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And they do a waves that's like 23. That's wild. And a vultures that's like 22 minutes. And it's crazy. Everything's really long because Trey says at one point in the festival, you know, well, our mon- our mantra, our mindset with this has been, you know, foot in the fat, a, a foot in the future, a foot in the past, you're pissing, you're pissing on the present. And he goes, we're really trying to just like be in the moment. We got nowhere to go right now. And then at one point they started going like, after that, someone was like, doom, 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 doom. And they just kind of randomly went into dog log and it was like super cool. But so there was like a lot of that, like improvisation and like sort of really long, like that very Oh three, like, you know, trace trade yeah like it, just really cool is improvisational drawn out jams like not rushed and so for me like a long time that became like all i was so in albany 09 fall tour they did that like two song second set or three song second set where they did a 46 minute ghost and like a, a 38 minute seven below and, and were was, you at that one too oh yeah and we yeah. were like in that moment we were like that's it this is everything you know and everyone and a lot of people feel that way they want the four song set and all that yeah yeah but like i realized after a lot of time like that it's not you know i was kind of holding everything to this like standard that wasn't really now i look at fish so much more like all-encompassing you know and it's it's less about like one thing I'm like oh i want to wake a long jam or like it's more about like so many different pieces working and just being like oh i feel like they were feeling it tonight you know like just stuff like that like oh it seems like they were in a good mood tonight you could tell they had fun yeah. stuff like becomes just as important you know yeah a hundred percent and it's like everyone starts out or i say everyone uh most of the people that i've talked to you know you start out like you pointed out you know you're you're chasing something whether it's you know a song or, you know, I want the four song second set. I want some soup. I want type two, everything, you know? And then as you, as you go and you start, you know, experiencing these things, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, even if you don't get any jams or they don't go type two on anything, which is rare, you, you still like, you walk away with being like, I just saw one of the best, if not the best rock and roll bands just play in, in, it's you can't i mean i say you can't but as the internet will show us you oh, can't yeah. complain about it but it's just like you yeah. can't you can't complain i mean even yeah. if they play all the songs that you don't want to hear and they don't jam like you still just went and saw fish for three hours dude like yeah. it's it's amazing and that's the thing that's like so funny when everyone does you know everyone's like you know like yeah it's so funny because I've been there. Like I literally have been like, I'm going to go on to P- fish tour 2014 and I'm going to write a thing about how great fish is. You know, I remember one show, I think it was like in 2010 when we, it was 2010. Uh, 
Merriweather Post, dude, which was a ridiculous. If you remember that, I think it was like the one where they opened with Walfredo and they're all playing each other's instruments. Oh, yep. And they played uh, Light My Fire and like, yeah, it was just like ridiculous. And I left that one like on one, you know, and I was just screaming, thank you, fish. Like, thank you. Like, you, we all have those ones where we're like, oh, it was the best one ever. And like, it's so funny when A, that person tries to go like to lengths to justify why it was. It's like, no, you were just feeling it. That's great, though. And then it's also just as funny when someone's like, no, it wasn't. It's like, what do you mean? for that person, it was sick. Like, let them. It, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. You don't need to explain to everyone else why it's sick. And you might not be right. But you also can't tell them it wasn't sick because, like, you just have these ones that click, whatever it is. You know, sometimes it's the people around you at a show. Yeah, you know? the whole ambiance. And it's it's whatever you get out of it. You know, who cares if there's some jaded vet that's like, oh, the set looks look, looks whack on paper. And it's like, yeah, if you yeah, had a blast, yeah. who cares, dude? That was yeah. an experience that you had. Um, <laughs> I want to back up a little bit here. Um, so knowing that your first show was, was it, mm-hmm. before, like, before then from the time that you know you were you know on vacation with your parents and saw all these hippies to the time that you went to and experienced it yourself did you have any recollection or did you know who fish was or was that time in the car with your parents like your first experience to it how deep into fish did you get before you went to that first show well, I have this like really weird memory of being uh, in a place that's super familiar to me now, but I was like in Plymouth, New Hampshire, which is up in the up in the White Mountains, so like you know a touristy like vacation area. And I was on vacation with my family. We lived in Maine at the time, and we're in New Hampshire. And um, I remember like I was listening to Slip Stitch and Past, so my parents had got it for me. But point is, I have this like really weird memory of that one time in that car listening to that album and being like tr- trying to figure it out. I was, and I don't know if I was pre eighth grade or post, but I was around, you know, 13 to 15 years old. And, um, but, and it's just a weird memory I have. And it's like, of just listening to slip stitch and being like, what am I listening to? And trying to figure it out. Uh, but the answer your question, yeah, slip stitch. I, my parents must've got it for me and I listened to it. And again, like it's a lesson in perception because like, I don't even know, man, I look at it now and I'm just like, what did I even think it was? Like, you know, what my favorite part of Wolfman's was on slip stitch is when he played the sound of the telephone ringing. He goes, that was your favorite part? It was ringing. And then he goes, and I was just like, yeah, like whatever it was, I was like 14. Like that just clicked with me. I don't even know. It was really weird. It's just, again, like my perception was so unique to it. I was like, I don't even know. Now I look back, like, I don't even know what I thought of. I thought about it. I don't know what I even liked at that point necessarily, you know, I don't know. Right. But that was so my first experience slip stitch and uh i liked it some of like the really dark stuff i think i just like skipped like really heavy jamming i, I think i just bailed on did you know? wasn't ready for it so wasn't did you really. did you ask your parents for that or yeah. were your parents fans and they were just or did they just like randomly find it yeah on shelf and get it maybe my uncle was really cool lives in vermont and just like you know puff stuff all the time and everything. Like, i don't know maybe he maybe he like clued it in my dad's an old hippie kind of not a deadhead necessarily but like he had a vw that said no nuke you know on the license plate like sure. so i mean but uh i don't know but i don't know what made him you know i think they just probably who knows man slip stitch at that at that time pre-christmas could have been marketed as like alt rock for your kid you know i mean I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm probably on the in the in the store as like you know top 10 rock and roll maybe before christmas that year i don't know yeah uh, 
but yeah, that's it. Just showed up. I, <laughs> I don't no know. Idea. Parents aren't you know like that, and and the, and it wasn't my favorite music at that age at all, and it wasn't my you know it wasn't like I I fell in love with like jamming or like I started to know who the 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 guys in the band were any of that. At that age, it was just not you know I was too obsessed with the fact that like I got the BC Boys tape when I was like twelve or thirteen. And it had a sticker over the parental advisory. And so my mom didn't know. And so she bought it. And when she found out, she's like, no. And I was like, it's too late. I have it. <laughs> that became like my prized possession because it was so, I think, just bad. I wasn't yeah. supposed to. Admit. I learned every word to that whole album, License to Ill. Like, I knew every word of it. It was just because of that, like, looking back on it. But, yeah, yeah so no, it was just kind of in the catalog. And I, I don't know what I thought of it. I don't know. You know, I think I got the silliness of fish was what was resonating with me at that young age. Um, which is like Wolfman's and the phone was fun, you know, cool, but like yeah. the jams I bailed on. Um, yeah. So I, uh, but I don't know after that, I never really had, I didn't pursue it. I didn't listen to it. I probably listened to like what was on the radio and like, whatever. I mean, yeah. like, uh, 182 or something at that <laughs> going into like the year 2000. And then, um, you know, when I went to college, I think I got like a little bit more aware of like, you know, I mean, by that point, I was like going, had gone to 0304 and had gone through 0304 and then was like, F, I'm now in college, the prime time. And it's, you know, it's over. It's over for now. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that was, it was, it was not a big part of uh, adolescence and I wasn't really like attracted to it. And it wasn't until that trip that I was like, and even then I fell in love with like what that scene looked like. I look, I looked at it like, wow, look at these people. Like I want right. to see, wow, you know? Yeah. Well, however, what, however slip stitch pass found its way to you. I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah. So I've got him wrong dad. I go, I don't know. Or, you know, like I said, maybe my uncle said, give him this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now that we've kind of like gotten a history, you know, of like your first show and like how you got into the band, um, we all have favorite jams. And one of the things that I like to do because it's nearly impossible is ask people what their favorite jam of all time is. Like you're on a desert island, you can only listen to one jam for the rest of your life. What is that for you? I know, and I've heard other people and I've like thought about it too. You know, I think it's like best to just for all of us, I bet, I bet all of us go through the same thing, which is like listen to different bits. Like you get locked into something, right? And then mm -hmm. at different times you're listening to different things. Like you'll ask people, like, I'm really listening to a lot of 94 right now. So mm -hmm. I think the best thing to do is answer like where I'm at right now. And I have been sweating the Boise 99 shit, dude. Have you heard the Boise 99 show? It yeah. is so good, dude. Oh, you know. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it until very recently, and I was like, "Oh, really? Come on!" So yeah, so in my restaurant, dude, we play fish. Like it's like very casually mixed in. Like at five fifty-five, there's like five minutes of fish, and then after like nine thirty at night, there's like a block, and we have a lot of fish radio and the dead will play and stuff like that. But and there's like a couple of them mixed in, and sometimes you gotta like you know look at my bartender, my bar manager, who's like an early head, and I'll be like, "Oh, you know," it's like. Uh, it's like a live uh, antelope, you know, and I'm like, this is going to be ugly, you know, and some of that. One of us will run and skip it, but um, we'll also look at each other and be like, send it, let it ride. It's almost over, you know, so, yeah. but it's fun. Anyway, so this this came on, that gumbo came on, mm -hmm. which is like so fire, dude. That gumbo is so funky. It's like very 98. Um, so, yeah, I have been sweating that gumbo 
I could I could listen to that on a desert island forever. For forever? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if not, you know, that first David Bowie from It, um, I, I, I still listen to a lot of like 98, 97, and 99 Fish more than I listen to this David Bowie. But for everything that it means to me, I could probably listen to that David Bowie forever too because – it, that was it, your first. It, it is really good. And it's like, dude, he does like five or six of those sort of like, you know, those faux endings that he does at the end. Of the movie. He's like, wee, wee. And then he goes, like, yeah. oh, dude, he does it like six times. And I was, and I just lost my mind. And it ended up just, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is the coolest thing. It was like so cool. I was locked in after that. But so I, I could listen to that too. That would be. Yeah. Those are two. Those are two really solid answers. We were talking about ninety nine on the last episode, and like just really? Trey's tone alone in ninety nine is it's it unmatched is as far as I'm concerned. So good man, and I so good. So much listening to ninety eight that I haven't really explored a lot of ninety nine. So when that gumbo came on, I was like, "What?" And now I'm just listening to that show all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how we get on those paths. Like you, you said it before. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm listening to ninety four right now, or I'm yeah. listening to ninety nine. It's like you get locked in these eras, you know. It's like a because well, each one has a certain feel. Like they're, the jamming like style the, is so different. The Roxy, the Roxy in '94 would like mm -hmm. would never. That's like it's not a different band, you know. It's like exaggerating, but like that versus like Island Tour is just like not, no, you know. Yeah. So it wild. is almost like a different band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. different yeah. phases for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, favorite jams. We got that out of the way. Yes. What is something or what is a song from Fish that you would be okay with never hearing again? I feel like we all have at least one, if not a couple, to where when it comes on, you're just like, man, <laughs> what's that for you? Ah, uh, man. So one of my most unpopular hates is It's Ice. I, I hate It's Ice. Yeah. But then, like, and I think Kyle texted me during this, but like, they they smashed one at Baker's Dozen, and I was there, and it was like, oh, that was sick. So, I might have to take that one off. Um, what would it be about its ice that that turned you off before the Baker's it's Dozen? The same as um, what am I thinking of? Foam. Yeah, uh, just the time signature of it. Like, like yeah. it's does that forever it feels like it's just like the walking up and down yeah yes, the walking up and down those songs drive me crazy i hate that um but uh yeah i don't know i mean i guess those usually i don't know yeah maybe one of those honestly uh but uh you know it's like i feel like it's cheating to just say like time turns it's like it's like, like an easy target. You. It's like a political answer, you know. It's like it's like everyone's like, ah, oh, he's alright. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, like, you nailed it. Ah, uh, I know, and it's and it's true though. I wouldn't care if I ever heard it again, but um, sure. Uh, I don't know. Unpopular answer, like anything acapella, like let's yeah. Just do, let's just do this, you know. I'm I'm with you on that, and as far as like unpopular opinions go, and this might be a popular opinion, I don't know, but like the ending of Yim, like I could yeah. do without all of the. Is it not like such a? It's such a defining line for me in my own experience 
to like input. It, it makes me check where I'm at, right? Because I'm either like, you know, or, or I'm like, or I'm like, yes, oh, you know, and yeah, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And so it's like it really makes you figure out where you're at. Like you know, yeah. you're like, what do how do I feel about a yem jam in this show? That'll figure. That'll really let you know where your head's at. Yeah. Um, but no, for the most part, I'm with you because I'm like, damn, this is crucial time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel yeah, like yeah. the first DM that I got live, you know, I tapped into that, like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes. They're really doing something here. And then after that, yeah. I was like, okay, let's, yeah. let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It's all about, you know, it's all about how you prepared that night, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, depending on how you prepared, she's wild. And you're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, Man, did you hear Fishman? That was crazy or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if they lock into like on the vocal jams, if they lock into like a pattern and it's like there's something to it, then I, I then I don't mind it. But whenever it's just so, whenever they're doing like a '94 Bowie like Type Two, you know, like crazy <laughs> shit with the vocal stuff, like count me out, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like I feel like you do have somewhat of an unpopular opinion with like you you mentioned foam and then it's ice. Um, yeah. So it's good. You didn't take any of the easy targets. You weren't like no lawyer farmhouse. <laughs> people get mad about those all the time, especially yeah. you know. But yeah, I, don't know. I mean, because like I first of all, your boy is like the whole thing with Pete is like it's all ballads, you know. Oh, Pete and his ballads. Like so, I love the ballads. So like Joy wouldn't even make me. It's not my favorite ballad, but it wouldn't make me mad, you know. I'd be like, yeah. oh. you know, like I'm I'm about the ballads, dude. I dig it. So and once I heard once I heard the the story behind the song joy yeah. i was like okay i can't like i feel bad on, hating on, on, this one. Is that on sister yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, okay i feel kind of yeah, an asshole no, I, always, this. I always dig a ballad when my yeah. friends are at shows and they get them you know i'm like sure they're bummed i'm like yo sick <laughs> you know, like, man or like you know i not even like you know what really i really like is um let me lie which no oh. one wants me live but I, I saw that in Merriweather Post in uh Maryland. I was just like, yeah, dude, it was sick. Digging on it. Yeah, dirt, like hundred percent sign me up. Dude, I like dirt. I like bug. Um yeah bug is like one of my favorites. Yeah, bug is good. Oh the one of the newer ones they have um what is it? Uh shade. Yeah oh yeah yeah dude shade. Shade. Yo, shade. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, sure. it's, yeah, especially if you're a few deep and like, mm -hmm. that comes on, you're just like, Yeah, I love that. Don't one. cry, don't cry. <laughs> sure I text my wife every time. I'm like, I wish you were here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Um, what if you were going to, and you might have had this experience, you know, with even your wife, if you were going to try to convince someone or get someone on board with Team Fish. What is a certain, you know, what song or show or album are you going to put on to be like, hey, this is why Fish is great? Hmm. That's tough. Uh, man. Yeah, it's oh. tough because it really de it depends on the person, the person and right? their taste. Yeah. yeah. Like you, which Because you have that opportunity, right? Like you have the ability to go, well, like ask that one question. Well, what do you listen to or whatever? Because there is, like we just said, those different phases mm -hmm. and those different sort of like pointos or whatever you want to call them. Those sort of like if it were Trey's way, it'd be like there'd be like eight pointos by now. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, like he sees it, which I, I think we all should see it, which is like the 94 and then like the 97, 99 and the 99 started to change. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it does. It's like you have the ability to curate it. So like you kind of want to know, like, what's that person about? I think you're safe with 98 stuff. Like yep. you're one of the things I like my go to is Island Tour because it's on like every public jukebox and like it's it is. Funky and no one's mad about it for the most part, you know, and that's a really good Island tour is a great way to turn someone on to fish, honestly, like, cause I put it on public places all the time. And, you know, you listen to something from Island tour, that's just funky and people are like, damn, what is this? Like, it's, that's not going to not turn someone on to fish. If you put on the Roxy, you know, or like 93 Bowie that goes in and out of like the Simpsons and like something else, like, and you're just like, what is happening? You know, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, you would, that's a certain. That's a specific type of person you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you something. But no, I think for the most part, like a, a 98 is safe. Or, or if you were to, you know, pick something present day, that's I don't know. There's plenty of stuff that's soft enough nowadays. But I think 98 would be a cool way to get someone to go, whoa, is this? And it's like what we all like. It's also being like core, you know. It's yeah, like, no, exactly. Fish, man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, listen to Shade, and they're like, "I do like this," and you're like, "I know, this is great. I've been seeing them lately." Yeah. <laughs> you should listen to those, some of their deep cuts, like Farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My yeah. Driving out to Albany to see a show to see Farmhouse, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. No, I love I love that answer. Uh, I feel like Island <laughs> Tour because yeah, it is because I got a lot of looks uh, in college and just anywhere that has a jukebox that has fish yeah. on it you know you're gonna see the island tour on there and providence soundcheck is my go-to it's like 20 <laughs> minutes and fire you know providence yeah. soundcheck every time you got people looking around like what the fuck is going Dude, on so all the time and i did it today and i you go right i go right for sound checks right yeah so i went on and it was dope it was a 98 and like cool then i went like 96 and the name okay. Called, and if you're out there, look this and look this up. It's called the Overload Soundcheck, and it is so. <laughs> to go deep. Our minds today. It's so gnarly. It's so gnarly, and it has exclusively Fishman singing. And so he's just like, and the music is just like so gnarly. And at one point, he's like the overload and then it goes and mike's playing the drill you know he's like uh-huh. dude these old people get up and the woman is looking at the jukebox and she goes to the bartender who we know and we're watching this happen we're dying she <laughs> says apparently she comes and tells us this she goes is this supposed to be happening and they go yeah, it's music someone put a song on she goes so it's supposed to be like this and they go yeah and she goes well as long as it's a song and I was like, that was amazing. Like she, like she respected the art, but only if she yeah. knew it was art. And she was, she wasn't sure if something was like wrong with it. It was She's so broken. I said to the bartender, like, I'm so sorry. She's like, whatever, it's all good. And it was like 15 minutes of just like <laughs> nonsense. Uh, yeah, nonsense, man. The overload sound check. Go check that out. I think it's like 96 or something. Anyway, yeah, I'll look for it. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I don't even remember what the what the what the question was, but we we got way out. <laughs> no, it's it's good, it's good. Um, one of the things, and you mentioned Fishman, and I feel like he's a popular answer for this question. And you actually, like I was saying earlier, like we've never met before, so you might have met all of the members. I have no idea, but if right. you could pick one member of Fish to hang out with and like have beers with, go to dinner with, 
Who are you going with? Yeah. I mean, so this is a Lincolnville. Where am I at? There it is. Lincolnville General Store shirt. What's up? Represent. Okay, cool. I don't know anything about that. Oh my God. It's deep, deep cuts only, dude. This is the kind of gifts we give in my family. We're that, we're that core. It's like double disconnect. This, <laughs> this is John Fisher's store in uh, Maine. No in shit. Maine, where he's like a selectman and whatnot. I don't know if he still is. He was a selectman. This is the store he owns there. Yeah. So this is the store he I bought. had no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is where he lives in Maine. Um, and so my brother got me this one year, right? Like, like, uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, because yeah. he, <laughs> lives, he lives near there. But, um, I don't know. I, you know, Fishman would be easy and cool because he lives where my family lives in Maine. And there's like a lot of I could actually have probably really good conversation with him. Mm-hmm. But I think like if I just had one chance, like it would probably be Trey just to like experience him, you know, and see what he's like all, you know, like I feel like the whole time he'd just be like, oh, man, everything is so great. Like, he's just like so excited about like everything he's into. And I would just let him do that and just like listen, you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Trey Trey is like one of those to where I I my immediate reaction is like Trey every time. Like I want Trey right. because like I play guitar or used to play guitar and he plays guitar and it's just like he's like the he's the front man, you know? It's like that's the that's the guy. Trey is yeah. the guy. And I would just be so I, I wouldn't be able to one enjoy myself and two I would certainly ruin his time because I'm yeah. just gonna be there, like fangirling out the whole time. I'm not even gonna have like a real conversation. Yeah, but I'm curious. One dinner, right? I was looking at it like, like, like it's one dinner. I don't care. Like I'm just going in. I'm just gonna be like, just hit me with it. Like just yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah taking would, pictures would, the whole time. It's like, can we get one more selfie, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, uh, I've met Mike. You know, but Mike's always like active and shit. So I've like you know seen him in a bar or whatever and. Um, but, but no, I think, yeah, Trey, just for like the thrill of like, hopefully he like just goes off and talks about what, like what he's about. I just want to know, like, I mean, think about it. He came up with that whole thesis and that whole like first album and that whole thing. It's just like, wow. Yeah. What's going on in there? He's a pretty wild guy, man. He's a wild dude. But yeah, I feel like they're all going to be fun, but yeah, Trey would be like the, the pinnacle. I would not be able to hold my shit together and Fishman. I would just, I feel like you get a few beers in with Fishman and you're just going to be laughing your ass off the whole time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd be like, let's go open the store and get a bunch of candy. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, like, I'm so down. I'm in. I'm already there. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to get into with you, um, because I heard, kyle's version of how you guys met at coventry mm-hmm. um but just from his perspective you know it's it's limited there's two sides to the story for of, sure of how you guys met so the the basis and you listen to kyle's episode you know coventry yeah, yeah. everybody's familiar you know it's shit show muddy everything and so you met him you were driving your van or your RV and he was yeah. walking. Do I, am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, they were totally walking, dude. They were walking. It looked like they walked from Burlington. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they, they, um, so he, so I, I told you about it, right? Which is good because mm-hmm. that's a right? Like I, it was just a disaster in my preparation. I mean, I was just totally unprepared. You know, I, I had, I just had no perception of what it meant to be prepared. So, uh, the next year, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not fucking this up, you know? So my grandfather has this like Allegro. I think it was called Allegro. And it was like, it was one of those RVs that was like the front looked like a, um, 
like a Dodge utility van does now. It was always like kind of streamlined looking, mm-hmm. but then the back looked like a Westphalia almost, okay. right? It was like, you know, on the smaller side, but it had like the big rollout awning on the side and like a bed and a bathroom in the back. And like, you know, it's legit. And um, I'm like, I'm going to do it right. So I asked him if I can borrow. He's like, yeah. Through like a number of different things that took place, I ended up, everyone that was supposed to be in the RV with me kind of like fell through. And so now I'm like in this thing alone. And I'm like, whatever, I'm still going to take it. Cause I'm just thinking about Comfort. last how bad I blew it, right? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be cool this time. Yeah. And I'm like 19, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I went up like Wednesday night, dude, I wanna say. And I got there so, so early. And I got about like, I got about like uh, two and a half miles probably, maybe something like that from the airport entrance. And it was where I ran into stop traffic. So now I'm talking like where if you, you know, everyone knows what happened on Coventry. I'm, I went off the highway, down the main road, past the first gas station. I got to the first gas station. I went inside. I bought a ticket. They said, we are only going to sell you. T- oh, no. I said, if I buy two, will you give them to me for like 600 or, or, or 500? And they said, yes. So I bought the two for 500, but the ATM wouldn't let me take out more inside. It was like this crazy transaction. Wow. It's right which left me with an extra. And um, I pulled out of that gas station. And by that point, the line of traffic had come to me. And I was like, oh, so I get in it, stop. And I never turned it on again for like, what was it? Like eight hours or whatever, right? And we didn't move. So that whole first period, and the reason it was so bad is because for, you know, 10 hours, we didn't move, period. So like, it was just backing up all the way to the highway. So anyway, we start moving on, was it Thursday or Friday? They were in Camden. I want to say it was the day before, right? So it must've been Friday. Um, but anyway, might've been Thursday. They're in Camden and that show starts at eight. And like, right when that show started, we start moving in traffic. It was wild. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of do the traffic thing and listen to the show. Not very long into traffic, these guys are walking by and they all have like big, huge packs on. And I keep tagging with them, right? Like in the traffic. Mm-hmm. And then finally one of them's like, hey man, uh, you get any, uh, any room in there? Like kind of like whatever, naively. And the rest of them are like, dude, shut up, man. And I was like, no, I do. I was like, dude, I'm solo in here. Get in here. Like, and I, ha- I think I might've been walking back to it because we would get out and like talk to other people and whatever. Sure. So we all get in and they get in too. And then this girl that I had just met who was with this guy from Canada comes up and is like, hey, do you want me to drive your RV? And you guys <laughs> on the back i'm not kidding you this is like this happened. i just met her too and i'm like yes and i like, Here go. and so she's just driving my grandfather's rv and i have four guys from oklahoma that i've never met before in the back and they like stack their bags to the ceiling turn around introduce everybody i light a joint and we're like two songs into camden and it was just like we just jammed to the whole camden show and so the almost the exact amount of time the Camden show took to happen is how long it took us about four hours to wow. do, to do that, um, uh, two and a half miles. And Jeez. as we were coming into the venue, we got onto the runway. They drove us through the muddy road, which was still okay at the time through the fields up to the runway, which was sort of the closest you could get onto the right runway. And then about a mile down the runway or whatever, they go like this and they pull me off the side and I went about two feet and it was just like, and that's where we were. And that's where the four of them 
and I all hung out. And so Kyle had like nowhere to stay pretty much. His tent was a joke. And so he was like <laughs> on one end of the, of the RV. I'm on the other end of the RV. And then the other guys all slept underneath the, so we took my awning out day one, like right away. Cause we were in early. I mean, we were in really early, well before, you know, all that traffic shit. We didn't get stuck on the highway. None of that. And, right. and so, you know, when Mike said, we don't like us to come like blah, blah, blah. We were like already in there set up. So we had this awning we set up over to this Canadians that we met's car and created this like huge dry zone. And it stayed that way. It stayed that way the whole, the whole time in this beautiful spot. And these guys were all tented there. And Kyle and I were in the RV and everybody would stand on top of the RV and just like do dumb stuff. And one day there was like this mini tornado in the, in the festival grounds uh-huh. and, and it took a black trash bag. This is a crazy shit, man. It took a black trash bag until we could not see it anymore into the, like into like the ozone. It was wild. And we all stood there. Me, Chap and Kyle stood on the roof, just looking at it until we couldn't see it. Where they would see it. I don't see it. It was weird. It was really weird. It just kept swirling up. Yeah. But anyway, that was one of the things that we did at Coventry. But so, uh, yeah, so we we became friends and we stayed in touch. And then I think, as he mentioned uh, on your show, um, when he did his episode, that uh, um, he came to my wedding. So we're talking from 04 to 18. Uh, I would say on average, we would talk to each other almost once a week if you average it out i mean we stayed in contact like pretty there was times where i'd like we'd text at some point and we'd have a few words back and forth and they would end and i'd go i can't believe i fucking still talk to that guy it's so cool you know and hats off to him he's probably better at staying in touch than i am i think but i i try to reciprocate it but um it was really cool and so when it came time for my wedding you know um he was like, you know what? Uh, we go to Maine sometimes anyway. Lydia has family up there. And they were like, yeah, we'll go to Maine. And I think they hit that kind of, hit that hit those folks too and kind of double use the trip. But they did come to my wedding and it was awesome. And I mean, just to have the, I took a picture with him and like put on my Instagram was like, you know, this guy I met in 04 and haven't seen since. And um that's what fishable i mean that's like one of the coolest fish stories that's like and there's i'm sure a lot of people have those but it's just like well how many years is that right like what is that that's uh that's four and then you got married in what year or oh four right so 18 yeah dude so eight and six is that what it is right 16 uh 14 years right is that right that is uh no no i think you're right yeah so yeah pretty cool and um and then what he failed to mention is after the wedding, I, don't, I haven't seen him until Arkansas this year because it was Arkansas, right? Like it was like at pretty much an Oklahoma show. And yeah. I was like, bro, guess what? I got to come to the Oklahoma show, you know? Yeah. And so I, he picked me up at the airport and I flew down to Arkansas and did the first show of the tour. And like we hung out and he, you know, introduced me to some of his friends and it was awesome. So it's really cool. Yeah. It's so cool. And those are the things like, you know, to a lot of people, you know, whether it's, you know, you're talking about your family or your friends, you know, that aren't in this community to them. It's just, oh yeah, no, I got a buddy. He's like into fish and he goes and spends all his money and goes on these summer tours. But like, the story you just told is yeah. is is a 
you could argue not a byproduct of it, but like what it's really all about. It's like, yeah, sure. it's who would have thought, I mean, what other concert is that happening at outside of like the dead or anything like that? Like where you just are, you're at a concert, you're going to a concert, you meet another group of people that are also at that concert from a different part of the country. And then fast forward 14 years and <laughs> your fucking wedding. And it's like, you're still talking to this day. It's, yeah. It's bizarre, man. It's and it's so cool. It's so cool. And you know what I think is cool? It's like you always have, you know, you have everyone's like, well, you know, I when everyone says like Facebook's stupid, I'm always like, well, this is a really good example of why those kind of things, like at their core, are cool. Like it is really good. I'm someone's like, I don't even have Facebook. I'm like, well, I know what my friend is doing that I lived with for one year, seven years ago in Oregon. Yeah. You know, like because of it. So it is cool. So it's cool to keep in touch with those people, but our, you know, our example is like pretty extreme. I think like, you know, like I said, Kyle's done a really good job of like keeping that friendship alive. And I try to do the same and like we put a lot of effort to it. But everyone at home, too, can think of like these sort of smaller scale versions of that, too. Right. Like there's so many as you're saying that. And I was like, it was really resonating. I'm like, yeah. And then I was like, man, I'm thinking of all the other people that I, you know, whether it's just we became friends on Facebook or like we hung out one or two more times after that. Or maybe you just like linked up on a tour and they yeah. don't see but yeah, there are so many other versions of that too that are all just as like genuine and just as like valuable. It's really cool. Yeah, it even if it's not at a show, like I met a guy um, at this point maybe six months ago. It, it, it was in 2021, and I was at the gym, and he was at the gym. Never met the guy before in my life. Just two random people, and he was wearing a fish shirt. And I was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" you know start talking about fish and everything like that boom facebook friends and it's it's just like yeah it's this yeah, it, immediate it, it, connection it is it's a cool and it's really like how small it starts to feel too like yeah. if you go to a show that's like i mean i don't know this is harder for you know people that are in the midwest but like for us like you know if you go to a show and you know it's 40 minutes away or whatever i wait you like you know like exactly who you're gonna see and all of a sudden that world's so small and you go yep. i actually might know like no, like a thousand people out of these, like out of these, like nine thousand. You know, I mean, it really does become a small community too. It's yeah, cool. especially yeah, it, for that area that you're in. It's like every show is kind of a hometown sure. show. You know, it's, yeah, we're very lucky. I'm so jealous. I wish, like, part of me wishes I would have grown up in that part of the country just because I know I could have seen fish so many more times just oh, right. because of the access and it's yeah, minimal commitment in so many cases. You know, I mean, yeah. if you look at show days. Like a lot of my shows are like Sunday and Monday. Mm -hmm. I have like a reasonable Sunday Monday count, and people go like, "You would think to yourself, well, there's how many Monday shows are there?'" But like, whenever there was, I was there because <laughs> I work in restaurants, and it was probably close enough for me to drive. You know, yeah. so that's always been you know, and like you know, obviously being close to MSG in New York. I mean, I I don't even know. Like I, you know, that's actually the problem is I don't know, but I wish I wish I like wrote a three pages down after every show, not just after it. But, you know, how many times I've the, just the stories from Madison Square alone, like just so many, you know. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're really lucky here to be around it and to be, you know, able to hit it like low impact to your social life and to your work life and low impact to your wallet. Like I don't have to fly, you know, and that's yep. that's it. So, yeah, we're, we're lucky for sure. New yeah. <laughs> well, next time that they do a an East Coast run, I'm going to be hitting you up, man. This yeah, is another man. one of those those friendships that is blooming out of out of the band and out of this podcast. And, and like I was saying when we started, like these are my granted, I don't have a lot of episodes in the in the bank right now, but 
some of my favorite ones have been with people that I don't know. It's kind of the whole point because yeah. now, you know, I've, I've got a new fish friend and it's, and you already know like one of my friends and it's just like this weird interconnected thing. I know, man. I like, I like, I like Kyle was like, I know I told him you should just connect each one to the next. And I was like, right. It would be great. Like just have like, you sort of just make your way across the country. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and eventually it just leads to Trey. <laughs> <laughs> and that's dude. I mean, that's the thing too, with like Kyle, like he goes to dicks every year. A lot of my friends go to dicks every year and he's, yeah. he's talking to them. You know, like I get pictures of them, you know, yeah. You know, they're probably, they're probably going like, wait, how do you know Pete again? You know, but you know, they're, <laughs> they're hanging out and I'm getting the photos going like, oh man. So that was happening for years, you know, even in the last few years before we were linking up. So it was pretty funny. That but, is funny, man. Well, I'll make it a point to hit a, an East coast show and you make it a point to hit Dix because Dix is that one kind of for all of us, you know, yeah. that grew up in the Midwest. It's just like a big, you know, like you were saying, yeah, like sure. you know, hundreds if not thousands of people there. It's just like a tons of my people even go. I mean, everyone. It's a big people. That's that's obviously a huge yeah pilgrimage show. Like you know, a lot of like uh, what is it like repeat? It's like MSG. You know, the same people that are like I go to every MSG. Like I go to every Dix. You know, yeah. I'll I'll get out there. I'll get out there. Yeah. Yeah. You get out there. I'll get on the East coast and we'll, uh, we'll link up in real life, man. Pete, thank you so much for taking the time and being on the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you at a show, man. Um, and your, your handles right there. Um, is that your Instagram handle or all of them? Mostly hiking and, and mountain biking, but, uh, there's shows still these days, less and less these days, but (laughs) yeah. So if you're watching, uh, Hit up Pete, uh, give him a follow. Um, and if you're in the area, check out his restaurant. What's the, we didn't even plug your restaurant. What's the name of your restaurant? Plug the restaurant, Campo Enoteca, Republic Cafe. Those are the two restaurants. Campo, C-A-M-P-O-E-N-O-T-E-C-A. It's an Enoteca. It's a wine bar. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. Right, yeah. If you're wicked. in, if you're it's not a wicked in just in time from New England, dude. It's wicked good. Come on in. It's wicked, wicked good. Is that wicked. your slogan? <laughs> Of course it is. It's New England. That's what we it's all say. Good. All of our slogans, yeah. Dude, after Pominara, it's wicked good, dude. Wicked good, dude. Yeah. Worcester shows playing on the jukebox. Worcester show with a donkey <laughs> in my hand, kid. Forget about it. Oh, my God. All right. Well, it was, it was great meeting you. Thanks again uh, for being yeah, on man. the show. And I've got your number now. So whenever tour dates Absolutely. get released, Absolutely. we'll find one we can link up at, man. Out. Absolutely. And uh, I'll keep an eye on the episodes, man. I love watching them. I've definitely have seen a few. It's fun. Thank you so much, man. And thanks You're for being awesome. an early supporter. It's, it's absolutely dude. You got a, you got a chance to grow something that's very, uh, can be very broad. We are everywhere. Like you could, I mean, it's, it's endless. The opportunities are endless. It's the universe. Have, I mean, have fun. Be like that trash bag you saw at Coventry. It's just going to go up. And up. Wild. You ask Kyle about that. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, man. It was good talking to you later. All right, man. You too. Thanks a lot, bro.